I would consider the immune system to be the greatest miracle of the human body. It's incredible um, how many threats we face as human organisms on a daily basis. We hear often how close we are to these great words, cure cancer. And uh, today we're going to talk to Dr. Adam Utley, who is comfortable saying these words that, yes, we can cure cancer. Dr. Utley started Immunion. It's a uh, immune cell storage company in, in Buffalo. Um, I guess you could say it's an insurance policy on life. Doc, welcome to Sidewalk Talk. Can you cure cancer? So thank you so much for the opportunity to uh, allow us to, to speak um, through, through your, your organization today. Um, what's really amazing where we are today in the context of therapeutic strategies is that we've been able to develop ways of using the immune system, the immune cell soldiers of the body to fight cancer instead of kind of the classic approaches we've used for the past 50, 100 years, which have been surgery, radiation, chemotherapy. And the challenges with those kinds of approaches is that chemo and radiation are essentially ways to try to poison the body, but poison the cancer more than the body so that the cancer dies off. Uh, that's why when we get those treatments, we can feel very sick. You know, What the immune system does and what it's very good at is seeing very specific things. So for instance, we might have a cold or a, another kind of viral infection. Our body is able to fight off that infection without causing catastrophic damage to all of our organs or our organ systems. The other thing that the immune system is very good at doing is it remembers. So for instance, we can get vaccinated against polio, measles, mumps when we're just babies. But if we see those bugs 20, 30, even 50 years down the line, we're still protected because the immune system is so good at remembering that foreign thing that it saw. So what we've been able to do is take advantage of that memory and the specificity that the immune system soldiers are so good at using to fight a given battle. And instead of having uh, them fight a bacterial or viral infection in your body, we can literally take those immune cell soldiers out of the body, retrain them to specifically seek out and destroy cancer, put them back in. And in that way, we, we have more than 10 years of data from the initial patients that were treated through the University of Pennsylvania under Carl June with what we call CAR T-cell therapy, chimeric antigen receptor T-cell therapy. Basically, those are those soldiers that they pulled out of patients who were sick with cancer, retrained them, put them back in those patients. And after a single infusion, there is a percentage of these patients that are not only cancer-free 10 years later, but they still have those immune soldiers in their body. So if the cancer were ever to come back, the body could successfully fight it off. That's why we're able to use the word cure today in cancer that we've never been able to do so before. But really the big challenge in taking an approach that uses the immune system is that over time, 
our immune cell soldiers become slightly less effective as we get older. You know, uh, we saw that manifested during COVID when it really negatively impacted the most elderly among us. But really the challenge is that cancer itself turns off the immune cells. It makes those soldiers less capable of fighting. So yes, we can cure patients with CAR T cell therapy, but it's a relatively small percentage of those patients that are cured because a lot of those patients, their soldiers, by the time they try to get that treatment are so broken down that they can't fight the fight that they might've before someone got cancer. That's what Immunion does. So we started this company to augment many types of immunotherapeutic strategies, including monoclonal antibody strategies, CAR T cell strategies, by taking out your healthiest immune cells, the healthiest, most vigorous soldiers you have, and we store them away so that if you do develop diseases like cancer, you have a repository of essentially super soldiers that you're able to use in the most effective therapeutic approach. All right. So I'm a healthy young adult and you're going to, I don't know what, uh, take my immune system and store it so that when I need it, so because it's going to get maybe down the road, there's cancer or just whatever my immune system, obviously it gets worse as you age. Right. So you're taking my immune system. It's like when we, uh, when our babies are born and we store their blood, is it the same? Is this the, the same idea? It is. It's the same principle of storing away cells so that you can use them to treat disease in the future. But the difference between cord blood storage, which is what we do for our babies and what Immunion provides is that from umbilical cord blood, you have what are called stem cells. Those are baby cells of the body. When you put stem cells into the body, they have to be educated to become all of the different kinds of blood cells that you have, which is very promising for certain diseases where we might need something that we call a bone marrow transplant, where we need to basically reboot the whole system. So those baby cells can learn to be red blood cells that help carry oxygen and white blood cells that are soldiers of the immune system. But there are many different kinds of soldiers that have a lot of different kinds of jobs. By the time we have cancer though, it's often the case that the drug we're trying to create requires a functional soldier that we can take off of the battlefield and put back into the battlefield, just giving that soldier the ability to recognize the cancer on that battlefield, right? So the current CAR T cell therapies that are FDA approved, we can't use stem cells to create those. We need a very specialized kind of immune cell soldier called a T cell. They're essentially the frontline soldiers of the body. And in your blood, as an adult, you know, anywhere from age 20 to 70, you've got these healthy killer T cells that are circulating around looking for any invader. 
whether it be foreign, uh, like a viral or bacterial infection, uh, or domestic, in the case maybe of cancer. And they're always trying to seek out something in the body that isn't normal and fight that. Because we create cell-based drugs from those killer cells, by the time you are an adult, it's better to store your blood cells in order to use them for like a CAR T cell therapy, uh, then you would be able to take advantage of cells if you stored your uh, core blood cells because those cells cannot be used in current cell-based therapies. They can't because they're, they haven't been exposed. Is that right? right? So, so our T cells, when, our, when we're 14, this isn't the time to do it. It's around 20 or beyond. So what was it too, or can you be too old? You know, when can you start? And when you said 20 to 70, that's yep. the, okay. So 19 is a little early. You know, the thing is uh, we, we can draw blood from, from people 16 and older. And when you're 16, you've got some healthy immune cells, right? Um, anywhere really from 16 to, uh, you know, when, when people ask us, when should I store my immune cells? Our answer is always yesterday right? Because if I am 75 and I don't have cancer, my immune cell soldiers are much better at fighting than if I am 75 and three months with a cancer diagnosis. It's really cancer that has the most impact on decreasing the ability of the immune system to work in a, in a therapeutic strategy. So you can almost think of your immune system very slowly decreasing in its function over time. But the real difference is between today without and with cancer, because cancer makes those soldiers so ineffective that they just don't provide great drugs for people when we try to use them therapeutically in the clinic. So my, my brother has uh, multiple myeloma. Um, he obviously was not aware of the offerings that you guys have here. So he, uh, just went through what, what would that be called? A stem cell transplant or the reboot? He did the reboot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So, so he had a bone marrow transplant. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, that is a way to try to reboot the whole system and multiple myeloma is a special kind of cancer in that it is located in the bone marrow. And the cells really have these very specialized, we call them survival niches in that bone marrow. And they're based on the ability of the cell to respond to pro-survival signals. Uh, there are many cells in that space that help the myeloma to survive and spread. A lot of soluble factors, we call them proteins, that kind of feed those myeloma cells. So the idea behind a transplant is to try to wipe out all of the bone marrow, put in new bone marrow that doesn't have any myeloma cells and allow all of the learning to begin again. Now, there are specific drugs that are used in the treatment of myeloma like proteasome inhibitors, steroids, dexamethasone. Um, these can have a negative impact on the fully functional soldiers. So if a transplant is successful, that's fantastic, right? Sometimes that can lead to long-term remission in, in myeloma patients. But there are a lot of myeloma patients that continue to progress, that it doesn't quite 
reboot the whole system. Maybe just a few of those myeloma cells stick around. But there are several very effective strategies in myeloma, including two FDA-approved CAR T-cell therapies, as well as other therapies that take advantage of the immune system to kill off the cancer. So one of them is called daratumumab. It's a monoclonal antibody. So you can envision that Y-shaped sticky molecule uh, in your mind, an antibody. And what uh, that antibody does is it can stick to the cancer cell, to the multiple myeloma, but it at least in part still depends on functional soldiers in, from the immune system to come and do the actual cell killing. So really, multiple myeloma uh, is a really great opportunity to take advantage of immune cell storage. Um, we are currently working with our partners at Roswell to define some clinical trials where we are um, pulling out immune cells from newly diagnosed patients. We do have data that um, at the time of diagnosis, um, those T cells in the body of myeloma patients are less what we call exhausted than cells after several lines of therapy. So because they are fresher T cells, they may be more effective in CAR T cell therapy because we know that T cell exhaustion is something that makes CAR T cells less effective. But what's interesting about multiple myeloma is that there's a precancerous condition in a relatively large percent of the population called MGUS. It's called multiple gammopathy of undetermined significance. Um, it basically reflects higher levels of uh, a certain marker in your blood. But the people that are in the highest risk category of MGUS have a one in 20 chance of developing multiple myeloma on an annual basis. MGUS patients, precancer patients are a perfect patient population to be able to store their immune cells. Because in that case, we know that their peripheral killer immune soldiers are much more functional than is the case if they develop myeloma, certainly before they have several other lines of therapy in myeloma. So actually 1% of all adults in the United States over the age of 50 have been diagnosed with MGUS. So that is one of the patient populations that we're really focused on helping. Um, and our team is really um, focused on multiple myeloma as a therapeutic outlet um, because our team uh, includes clinical partners at Roswell, Mount Sinai in New York City, uh, Emory down in Atlanta, and then Dana-Farber in Boston. And we are all trying to come together to work on the initial clinical applications uh, that will prove uh, how, more, how much more effective storing your immune cells and using those in therapy can be, rather than just using what we have today, which is what your body has available, right? Right. Kind of those broken down cells. For those outside of Buffalo, Roswell, Roswell Park, uh, cancer, it used to be Cancer Institute, but now it's Roswell Park Cancer, I think, Research Center. Um, MGUS, pre-cancer. So somebody 50 years old, how, how do they find it? Take me through the process. What do they do? Okay, you know what? Obviously, like for me personally, obviously multiple myelomas in my family, I should probably say heads up um, and say, say I was like, okay, doc, what do I do now? How do we, what is the process for me to go through uh, and uh, um, 
get an insurance policy on on literally on on my life? What do we do? What's the process? Sure. So you can contact us um, either at you know you can call us directly at seven one six six five four. Sorry, seven one six three three six eight seven six five. Uh, you can also just go to our website at immunion.com, uh, reach out to us, shoot us a, a communication. And if you're local to the Buffalo area, we can send uh, a nurse to your house, your place of work. It takes just a few minutes and we literally pull the blood out of your arm. And then we take the immune cell soldiers out of that blood. Alternatively, if you're anywhere in the nation, we've partnered with the Blood Centers of America, and they have multiple locations, three of which that are in Buffalo alone. So we can send you to that place or a lab of your choice. We can send you your blood kit, and you can take that kit even to your personal doctor, and your doctor will pull the whole blood just out of your arm. Uh, it's a relatively fast and, and painless uh, experience for most people. They will bring that blood to our processing center. We will take the immune cell soldiers out and put them into a special cryopreservation media that allows us to put them into uh, basically a vapor phase liquid nitrogen tank. It is a tank that is so cold, it stops the cells from aging. It kind of puts them in stasis. And we know that the cells can stay alive being cryopreserved without big effects on their viability for many, many decades. So we'll store them away, but we'll also analyze your immune system. So we'll tell you what soldiers you have. And we have certain markers that we look at so that you can get a reflection of kind of the functional aspects of your immune cell soldiers. So that way, if you see something that may be way off outside of normal ranges, you can go to your doctor, follow up with that. Uh, and it's a similar way um, that if I you know, get my genetic information from 23andMe, they'll give me my body's information. And then if I see something that I want to act upon, I can go to my doctor and do so. So we provide not only immune cell isolation, but the analysis and the long-term storage. Multiple myeloma and the, um, obviously you guys do, that's a big part of your focus, correct? Um, the prognosis or the prognosis for these patients now compared to just 10 years ago, compared to 10 years from now. So take us through this 20 year window and our, and, and how are we getting to the point where we can say it's, it's cured. Well, I tell you, it's been an incredible uh, 10 years uh, in multiple myeloma. So, so many new therapeutic strategies have been developed. Um, a lot, you know, from Ken Anderson and Paul Richardson at Dana-Farber at Harvard, they kind of pioneered a lot of the, the basic approaches that have really increased the five-year survival rate for myeloma dramatically in the past 10 years, including those proteasome inhibitors, um, including new immunotherapeutic strategies, uh, so those monoclonal antibodies, um, also um, the uh, immunomodulatory drugs have been very successful. We call them the IMIDs. So uh, there's uh, lenalidomide, pomalidomide. Uh, we used to use thalidomide, but less so in the clinic now. And this is really dramatically in conjunction with the stem cell transplant, really allowed myeloma patients to live longer um, and, and higher quality of life for a much longer period of time. Yet we do still consider myeloma to be an incurable disease because inevitably some of those therapeutic strategies become less effective over time. 
kind of the cancer cells that are most susceptible to those kinds of chemo die off. And then the ones that are resistant may stay around in the body for a longer period of time. And when they kind of get to a point where they no longer respond to therapy, um, that's when patients are eligible for things like CAR T cell therapy. So now we've got two CAR T cells that have been FDA approved, uh, one through Bristol-Myers Squibb, one through Janssen. Um, and these are the therapeutic approaches based on that, everything that we've spoken about, the ability of the immune system to specifically see the cancer and then to remember and stay around in the body. That's, I think, going to be where we are in the next 10 years from we've got great five-year survival rates to we've got great curative percentages of treated patients in the myeloma setting. So we're 10 years away from saying, are we 10 years? Could we be 10 years away from saying actually you're cured or is that too, too strong? As a, as a founder of Immunion, I'm going to put on my optimistic hat and say yes. Um, you know, I, I, we, we always want to be careful from a clinical perspective uh, not to make assertions that, uh, but I think that it's time for some optimism. And I think that's a good thing for us to be able to, to think about what it means to bring a cure that we've given to a certain patient population and just make that available for many, many more patients, because that's what the 10 year, next 10 years uh, can do for us. We can take the successes that we've had, finally having been able to use the word cure in cancer. Um, there was actually a, a nature paper, a scientific journal that has a very high impact that published the results of those first CAR T cell patients. And, and that was only in February this year, really using the word cure. Um, and that was from, from Carl June's group over at UPenn. Just, it's fantastic, but now we feel like we just want to expand that success. Um, so we're trying to transition from blood cancers to solid cancers, um, trying to find ways to make those immune cell soldiers better at seeking out cancer in more elusive parts of the body, like uh, the more challenging cancers to fight right now, pancreatic cancer, um, you know, uh, and quite a few people have prostate cancer. And when it becomes bad, it would be great to have a cell-based therapy to cure that as well as breast cancer and lung cancer. Um, so I think that the future is promising. Um, and so I'll, I'll give it the optimistic answer. And, you know, I'll say today we can cure cancer in 10 years from now, certainly we should be able to expand the number of people that a curative strategy is available to. Docs, what is, where does your, you have a passion for the immune system. Okay. Well, how do, let, let's talk. I just want to hear from you, your, your personal attraction to it. Obviously there's a lot of different specialties docs can go into. I'm just, just curious as to why, why this, why are you into the immune system? What's, what's so cool about it for you? I would consider the immune system to be the greatest miracle of the human body. It's incredible um, how many threats we face as human organisms on a daily basis. Um, so much of your body is composed of, you know, little bugs that we don't even see and think about, right? So there are literally, there's bacteria in our gut, there's a microbiome um, in, in our intestines, and we, we can take advantage of all of those 
foreign things by helping us to do things, but they can also be threats to us. And the fact that the immune system can play this delicate dance of recognizing a foreign invader like a viral or bacterial infection that has the ability to make us sick and fight that battle in such a, a surgical strike kind of way that you know I can have a cold and get rid of that cold um, and I don't have residual effects for the rest of my life, right? That's not generally what happens uh, when we have a seasonal cold or flu. Um, but it's just, it's a miracle uh, the way that the immune system works. And so to understand its complexity and you know there are just so many ways that an army needs to be able to effectively work to fight any given battle. So we've got you know, frontline soldiers in the killer T cells. We've got the artillery with B cells that spit out those antibodies that can go all around the body. We have generals, the macrophages and dendritic cells that will kind of survey the environment and then help direct T cells and B cells and what to do. It's just an incredible array of, of diverse cell subtypes that have many functions. And so understanding that immune system, we had quite a bit of that knowledge maybe 15 years ago even 10 years ago we've learned uh, so much since then but to be able to use that effectively to fight cancer i think is the great next uh, forefront for for medicine how to use the immune system to fight cancer and maybe even other diseases like autoimmune disease like a rheumatoid arthritis right it's a inflammatory environment sometimes you know in the synovial fluid in your joints um, to be able to take some of the cells of the immune system that we call T regulatory cells that usually kind of tune down the immune response. I, I just think that there's so much possibility to treat so much of the disease that we face uh, in this world by, by learning more about the immune system and taking advantage of it. And really, you nailed it on the head earlier when you had said, you know, I've got a family history of something. Maybe I should be thinking about this. You know, um, there are very few diseases in general that don't involve the immune system or inflammation in some capacity. Uh, so I certainly see a, a world in which um, there is a standard of care reboot of the immune system, right? And you can always repopulate that uh, 25 or 45 year old cell soldiers in your body. If any of the older soldiers begin to do things like, um, you know, create inflammation in your art arteries, right? The atherosclerotic lesions that give way to heart attacks, you know, um, there are just so many potential applications. So, okay. You, you mentioned, yeah, a lot of diseases, tons of them when you you look at it, oh that's an autoimmune that's an autoimmune that's an autoimmune that's an autoimmune if somebody has rheumatoid arthritis right now are how does that affect could, could they still be a candidate for this or are they like 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 with my with my brother with multiple myeloma would have been great if he had done this five ten years ago is it too late for someone that has rheumatoid arthritis right now? Should they go ahead and, and do something like this? So I, I would always encourage anyone thinking about storing to speak to their physician about what they feel like is best for them. Sometimes in a condition like rheumatoid arthritis, that can be highly localized to the area of the arthritic, um, you know, where the pain points are. That seems to be where the, you know, the inflammatory cells are. And maybe in your blood, 
the cells are, are at a pretty good baseline. Um, and if they were to be used in a cancer therapy, they would be much more effective than at the time at which, let's say, uh, you know, cancer has turned off the soldiers. Yet there may be other autoimmune diseases that are much more, we, we use the word systemic in nature. So basically the entire immune system is off balance. Um, but I would encourage anyone thinking about storing to speak to their physician. You know, we have 20 years of, of solid data showing that this is an intuitive approach, a service that makes sense. Um, and, you know, it's something that we as Immunion want to be able to provide uh, to as many people as we possibly can. Let me say this. Um... Well, on behalf of mankind, thank you. You know, it's people like you. I, we can feel your passion. I can hear it in your voice. Uh, and I'm just thankful that we we have uh, people, obviously, with, with intelligence like you have, but really for a passion to, to, uh, to save people and to cure people from, uh, from disease and from cancer. And uh, yeah, I'm confident that uh, we got the right people out there, and and it's so cool to hear uh, when you say what's going to be happening can be happening in the next five and ten years. I do want to. You had mentioned people can get more information by going to your website. Uh, it's Immunion, but I want to make sure we can spell that. It's I, I make sure I have it right too, Doc. I M M U N A E O N Immunion.com. Is there another URL that someone could go to that's a little bit easier than that? Yeah, you can always go to mycellstorage.com. Uh, it's go. a little bit easier. So mycellstorage.com. Um, yeah, check out our website, join our newsletter. Uh, we send out a newsletter once every three or four weeks just to let people know what's happening in the world of immunotherapy, uh, what's happening in the world of immunology. Uh, in fact, there was uh, a really neat uh, newsletter that we threw out a couple of weeks ago showing how CAR T-cells those cell-based therapies are being used to treat heart disease uh, in preclinical models. So, you know, it may be the treatment of, of, of heart disease or heart attacks tomorrow. So it's a really exciting world. And, you know, we are very grateful um, to be able to be a part of this incredible field. Uh, certainly, um, I am surrounded by much smarter and better people than I am. Very grateful for, for that experience. But please check us out at mycellstorage.com. Reach out to us. Uh, be a part of the conversation. You know, it's an exciting time. Uh, to be aware of what the immune system is being uh, used to to treat diseases or how it's being done. Well, this podcast is focused on people with passion and, and helping and trying to uh, give them a platform and a voice to tell others uh, and get others involved. And, and hopefully this this helps. It's He's Dr. Adam Utley. The, the business is Immunion. Uh, it's cell storage company. Check them out. Um, it's it's check out their website and and like doc said check with your your primary care if you want and uh you make you make your your decisions but the uh where you guys have gone and and the growth and the capabilities and the opportunities and what could happen in the future are fantastic so if you uh out there uh have a passion that you want to share uh and, and want others to know about it and need a platform at least to get started in some capacity, go to our website, shovelthesidewalk.com, fill out the form and, and we'll get back to you and certainly uh, give you an opportunity to, uh, to share your story and your passions. Again, he's Dr. Adam Utley. Doc, thanks for the time. Go back to uh, curing cancer 
Uh, we need you out there rather than talking to people like me. So thanks a lot, Doc. Thank you for listening. You can uh, watch or any of our episodes uh, right, on our, right on our website or other our links. You can also hear our, there's video links to YouTube and then we're on podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. So again, thanks for watching or listening. Thanks to Dr. Utley. Uh, this has been Sidewalk Talk. I'm Steve Fortunato. Until next time. Thanks.